Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast, helping you overcome obstacles so you can reach and achieve more. Here are your hosts, Ben and C. Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Coaching Minds Podcast. So glad that you're here with me this morning. It's just going to be me. Zeke is out. And today we are talking about an article from Inc.com that a coach sent to me after a, a conversation that we sat down and had entitled Why Science Says Emotionally Intelligent People Follow the Rule of No Complaints. When something bad happens, venting can actually make you feel worse for days. And kind of what happened was I was, I was talking with a team, um, after giving a, like a, a presentation on the focus cycle to their players. And the coaches and I were just sitting around afterwards, kind of chatting about some of the, the major changes that they were making from a culture standpoint. And one of the things that the, the new head coach said that he was trying to really battle and overcome was a culture of complaining. And when the previous staff was there, you know, on, on Friday nights, the head coach would whine about a call or tell a ref that he missed a call or, you know, there's a, they complete a 50 yard pass, but he's whining about, you know, somebody that was being held back up at the line or, you know, things, things that were out of their control. And they would just start whining about it. They would start complaining about it. And then the assistant coaches would be whining about it and complaining about it. And then the players would join in. And before you know it, you've got guys that are more worried about the ref, how well or how poorly the ref is doing their job, what calls they've made, what calls they've missed, what calls are not fair, that they just weren't taking care of their job. Like the the exact opposite of controlling the controllables. And so, you know, these, these coaches were talking about kind of the, the culture of complaining that was left over and the steps that they were taking to kind of overcome that. Um, and, and I told him a story about a man that I coached with Zach Zimmer, who I have heard complain zero times in my life of, of all the people that I have spent a significant amount of time with. I can honestly say he is the only person that comes to mind who I have never heard complain about anything. And I, I don't know. I don't know if he if he has. I mean, I'm sure there's somewhere sometime that he's complained about something. But, you know, I, I can honestly say that no matter how well things were going for us on the field or how poorly they were going on the field, no matter if the ref was making good calls or was making bad calls that he didn't care. He didn't complain. He just figured out what can we control? What can we do better? What can we do next? Um, and he just, you know, always kind of kept moving forward. And, you know, I, I was talking about just kind of the, the impact that Zach had on me because, you know, here he is, things aren't going his way. He doesn't say a word about it. He just figures out, all right, what do we need to do? What's next? And kind of challenged me, uh, with, without even really knowing it probably, probably. And, you know, I was, I was talking with these coaches and I just so happened to get an email from one of them the following week. And, you know, this guy had been, this, this coach, uh, had been, had been digging into the science a little bit, which I'm always a fan of and sent over an article that I was reading through and, and just honest, honestly thought was so good that I needed to share with you all. Um, and so, you know, the, the article talks about that it starts off with everyone has that one person 
who refuses to complain or vent or, you know, talk about how frustrated they are in a, in a certain situation who for some reason seems to always be able to stay positive and stay focused on the future and stay focused on what's next. And for me, you know, that, that was Zach. Um, and it, and it talked about how it's, it's even a little bit irritating for the rest of us, because we almost think that you should complain. Like there's this expectation that when things don't go our way in culture, in our sport, at work, wherever, that it's okay to complain. It's okay to vent about it because after all, if we hold it all inside, that's not going to be a good thing. That That's going to, you know, cause us to, to explode eventually. And it said that it referenced a 2015 European Journal of Work and Organizational Psychology uh, research study that was done where they actually found that complaining makes you feel worse, not just in the moment, but for the next following days. And they, they quoted from the, from the research. I'm just going to read this. Discussing events immediately, during, or after they occurred forces the brain to relive or rehearse the negative emotional response. The researchers continue, this creates a stronger association and memory, exaggerating the influence of the emotional episode. And, you know, in the article, they go on to say that basically it almost like cements it in your mind that that negative event when you continue to talk about it, bring it back up, think about it, complain about it, talk about it later. And it's almost like you have to go through it again. And, you know, it, it talked about how there was a there was an experience of feeling less satisfied, less happy and poorer self-esteem over the next few days. And so, you know, they 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 then went to look on or I'm sorry, they they then went to look into well why? And, you know, they they eventually came to the conclusion that once it happened and then you brought it back up to complain about it that it was almost like there was a there was a ripple effect i complain and then you complain and then we both collectively agree that that wasn't fair and then we talk about you know how badly something sucks and it's just not fair and i can't believe this happened but at no point did it help at no point did these people who were, they were tracking them after they were complaining in these certain situations, at no point did it make them feel better. And so, you know, then they went on to kind of figure out, well, how can we, how can we move on from this bad event and how can we, you know, make, make this better? Because again, no one, no one anywhere is saying that you should just bottle up all of your emotions inside and keep everything inside and just smile and grin and bear it and pretend like nothing bad ever happened because that's not, that's not realistic either. And so what they, what they started to look into and what they started to find was that embracing quote sportsmanlike behaviors were a skill that you could improve through practice and through repetition. And that when you basically, you know, something, something happens, that's not fair. 
And, you know, the first time you have to just force yourself to say, okay, that was not fair. I didn't like that. I am now going to choose not to complain, even though I really want to complain. And instead, I am going to move forward and I'm going to control the things that I can control. And I'm just going to do whatever I can do. Who cares? Move forward. What's next? And that the more you do that, the easier it gets. And, you know, to the point where with with Zach, I don't think he's intentionally thinking well, this is a really difficult situation and I would like to complain, but I'm not going to this time. It's just, he has decided that he is not going to have that culture of complaining that that's not going to be his default mindset. And so he doesn't even have to think about it now. He's just so used to moving on and asking what's next, what's important now, what are the things that I can control? What are, what do my teammates need from me? What do my players need from me? What do my, you know, the other coaches need from me? And that's just now that's who he is and what he does. And, and that's, that's kind of the, the culture that those coaches that I was talking about at the, the very beginning of the episode, like that's what they're trying to create. Right. And that's, that's what we all want. You know, with the, one of the golf teams that I work with, there is a, there's a young man who he's, he's the number one on the team. And it's amazing walking with him on a golf course. He could slice the snot out of the ball. He's over in the woods. He's under a limb. And he's got to hit some crazy punch shot coming back out. And it's amazing to hear his reaction and his response. And as he's walking to the ball, it's always, what shot am I going to have to hit next? What am I going to have to do to get out of here with a par? Or, you know, maybe in a tough situation, just take my bogey and move on. But it's not, woe is me. It's not complaining. It's not making excuses about the wind. It's not saying, well, this whole sucks. It's, it's none of that. It's what can I control? What can I do? What's next? And so, you know, that, that bad shot that happens in his head only happens one time. Whereas there are some other individuals that, you know, you can just tell by their body language. If one of their shots goes off into the woods, they just start beating themselves up and they're thinking things like, gosh, I can't believe I did that. Why do I always do this? This is so stupid. Why did I, I, I had to have, you know, squeezed my front wrist or I had to have closed the, my club face or gosh, I always do this or I always do that. And they just replay that bad shot over and over and over and over in their mind. And by the time they get up to the ball, it's like they've had 10 bad shots. And so that, that negative momentum just continues and that, that one bad shot then turns into an entire hole of bad shots or worse, three holes. Because by this point, they've replayed it in their mind so many times and they've complained so many times and they've been negative so many times and gotten down on themselves so many times that they just can't pick themselves back up and get out of that hole and get back to playing golf. And so I, I, I really hope that this article kind of, kind of challenges us and that we, you know, in the, in the words of TD Jakes, don't spin our tires. And I, I heard him talking about that, uh, on, on a video clip that somebody sent me from YouTube and it was awesome. It was fantastic. Uh, the, the dude is incredibly passionate. He's a pastor down in Texas, I believe. And, you know, one of the things that he was talking about during, 
during a sermon that was about dealing with anxiety was don't spin your tires. And if you've ever been stuck somewhere, you, you know what I'm talking about. But for those of you that maybe have never gotten stuck in a, in a muddy field or in a snow bank with a, a rear wheel drive pickup truck that didn't have four wheel drive, spinning your tires is basically you're on a patch of snow or you're in a, you're in a big pit of mud or something like that. And as you accelerate, the tires spin, but you don't go anywhere. There's nothing to grab onto. There's no traction. And so if you just continue to push the pedal down more and more and more, all you're going to do is spin more and more and you're going to fling more mud or you're going to fling more snow out. And before you know it, you're now even buried lower than when you started. And the, the example that TD was using was that you're in this pit, you're in this, you know, this muddy bank or this snowy bank. And that, that's kind of like, anxiety. It's kind of like something bad just happened to you. You're stuck. You feel like you can't go anywhere, but spinning your tires isn't fixing it. Similarly, you know, you have a bad shot on the golf course or you have a bad play on the field or something doesn't go your way at work. That's not to say that there's not a problem. There is a problem. Maybe the ref made a horrible call. We're not, we're not saying just pretend like nothing happened. But what we're saying is if all you do is complain about it and all you do is have negative thoughts about it and all you do is dwell on the situation, that's just like spinning your tires. It's not making the problem go away. It's not getting you out of this muddy bank. It's not fixing or solving anything. It's not moving you forward. You have to remove yourself from that situation and try a different approach. And, you know, maybe you need to have somebody else come along and pull you out with their truck. Maybe you need to go get some sand and throw it down. Maybe you need to go get a board and put it under your tires so you can get a little bit more traction. Just because there's something wrong in your life doesn't mean there's not a problem. But if all you're doing is worrying about it and complaining about it and thinking about it and replaying it over and over and over in your mind, you're not going to fix it. And so, you know, reach out and get that help from someone else, you know, ask somebody else for, for their perspective or say, have a conversation with someone and say, here's what I'm struggling with. And one of the things that they talked about in the article was that in order for you to move forward and to start feeling better instead of complaining was thinking, how are we going to improve the situation? And, you know, we've talked about that before. What, what are the things that you can control? What needs to be done next? What's the next step? What's the next shot, the next play, the next pitch, the, the next, what needs to happen next for you to start making progress and for you to start taking back control and being at your best? So again, just a, an article that was passed along to me that I, that I really liked, you know, you know me, I always enjoy hearing not just someone's opinion, but 
hey, here's some research that was done. Here is, you know, kind of how your brain works, how your body works. Complaining about it isn't going to make it better. Figuring out a solution and figuring out next steps is going to make it better. And I really like that reminder of don't just spin your tires. When things aren't going your way, when, when you're stuck in a bad spot, don't just sit and spin your tires. Don't just sit and dwell on it. Take the steps that are needed to get out of that. Whether that's talking with, talking with a counselor, talking with a coach, talking with a coworker, talking with a spouse or a parent or a friend or a teammate, getting someone else to help you out. If you don't have anybody to talk to, you can call me. My phone number is on the website. My email is on the website. You can reach out to me anytime that you want. So you've got at least one person in your life that's going to listen to you. Who is it in your life that you can reach out to and say, hey, help pull me out of here? And what are the things that you can control, that you can do, that you can start working toward that solution, not just dwelling on the problem? If you think there's someone else in your life that could benefit from hearing this episode, we would love to have you share it with them. As always, feel free to reach out to us anytime at mentaltrainingplan.com or on social media, mentaltrplan. If you're a coach and you want to discuss having your entire team learn about the focus cycle or some of the different programs that we have to help teams out, to help them control their mind and body in high pressure situations or, you know, being at their best in big moments, feel free to reach out to us. Contact infos online. If you need to improve the mental side of your game, we would love to help you out. We've got resources on the website. We've got all kinds of podcast episodes. We've got some blogs. We've got the book that I wrote. If you want individual help with me, contact infos on the website. But please, if you feel like you're spinning your tires and you're just not getting where you want to get in the mental side of your game, reach out and get the help that you need. Until next time, make your plan and put it to work.